that, that's really, Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you, bud? I'm good. Uh, talk to me about defending Cade Cunningham and what you were trying to do in the second half. You were superb at it. Um, I mean, just kind of crowd his face. Um, do what the coaches um, kind of went through over the game plan. We knew it was kind of going to go right, come back left, and shoot step back. So just trying to put off that first dribble as much as I could. You on a night like tonight where you know Donovan's out, you know you're going to get an extended run. How, what's your mindset coming into this differently than some other nights? Yeah, um, just to play hard as always. Um, I mean, the coaches got on me quick in the first half because I wasn't doing nothing and I, I kept getting beat. So, um, I mean, I just know when I come in, I, I just got to play extremely hard. What's been the mood around the team? You guys don't do a lot of losing very often. and You've done a little bit more than usual recently. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, we we tried to stay even kill the whole time. Um, we know what we need to do to win, and um, I mean, we've been calling each other out on things that we need to be accountable for. So I feel like that's been helping us. And obviously, in a lot of those games, we we had leads and kind of lost them with our defense. Um, and so that's been a focus for us the last couple of days. All right. Well, you got number one pick of the draft one night. So tomorrow night or two nights now, you just go get the best all-time three-point shooter and go guard him for a night. <laughs> Welcome to the NBA, right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Great job. Nice job, Trent. Trent Forrest with us here. Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now from back at the studio. Uh, I did not check out before the game whether or not you thought the Jazz were going to score 111 points or more in this game, Jazz app users get a free Arby's classic roast beef sandwich the next day when it happens. All you have to do is download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash scorebig to learn more. And little did I know how important Mike Conley's free throws were. Did you go over or under on Arby's roast beef tonight? Let the folks have beef. He's 19 and 2. 19 and 2. I mean, it's harder than you think. I mean, you know. We've had a lot come right down to the wire. Clear last two games. Last two. Like that one really came down to the wire. Yep. So did Houston. Yep. Houston did too. But I like, I would much rather get a win than have beef. But to have both is, is good. Wow. That's really a high level of life right there. <laughs> hey, did you, you look at the fourth quarter? <laughs> yes, Ron Booth. <laughs> Tim, did you see how he treated me in the. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, he, uh, I think you've got a, a right to file a claim, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, workers, my, my, workers, workers my, comp, baby. You didn't think my pass was good enough? <laughs> it was not in the pocket. You, when you pass, throw a shooter a, a pass, it's supposed to be in the pocket. Am I right, Tim? Right in the shooting pocket. Right we used to pocket. say swish yeah. your he pass. Threw, he threw it at my feet. You know, there was once a broadcast we did together where I remember me commenting on how poor the passing was and now they were at their shoe tops. And Ron Boone rebuked me at that point and said, if you're a real shooter, <laughs> you should okay, be able to topic. shoot passes that are not in your pocket. And I've never said that again on a broadcast. So I'm wondering why your passes need to be in the pocket. Um, and well, not in the keister. Wide open. And not, you know, not in the keister, right in the shooting pocket. That's right. Yeah. 121 synonyms <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Detroit had That'd one be more an air ball. <laughs> they had two more three-point field goals. Yeah. But they didn't go to the free throw line. Not one time. Didn't shoot one three. No, they, one, one free throw. They didn't really didn't one free attack throw. the rim no. at times where I thought they could have tonight. 
That would be a for the game. The Jazz get 34. So. Um. What do you think of this performance, Tim? You know, I thought they learned something. Um, the game got a little bit. You know, the Jazz had a, a nice lead. We've seen it before. The, the Pistons made a run, but it didn't sense that panic. You know, I think Joe talked about sometimes they look inward um, and really try to fix it themselves. I thought today they really kind of relied on each other, made some some nice plays. You know, complimentary plays, getting offensive rebounds. Um, but the ball moved better tonight, and uh, and that's always good to see. Jazz had eight, seven assists in the first quarter, eight assists in the second, and then it slowed down a little bit after that. But the switch, right? Yep. <laughs> it's the it's kryptonite. The interesting one to me tonight is the Jazz plus minus on with the small lineup at center tonight. They were they were good. Yeah, they were good. Plus Pascal's a plus fifteen. Trent Forrest plus nineteen in eighteen minutes. And you, like you said, you don't see Conley with a minus very often. No, only the second time since October 26th. And Rudy, both of those guys, those are yeah, usually well they, pluses. They usually play together, so that's right. Why? Yep. Um, Tim. David. If we had a wing player in the NBA who took ten shots a night, he made seven. Two of them were threes. Out of five of the ten attempts, were threes. So there's a wing player in the league who shoots 70% from the field, 40% from three, never goes to the free throw line, and averages 16 a game. How would we speak of that offensive player? I was going to say, does he guard? Um, yeah, he guards. He's, let's just say he's actually the best defensive player in the world. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, the, every team in the league could find a spot for that guy. Like, right. Like, we talk about that guy pretty good, huh? Yes. Wondering. You're looking at me funny again. Yeah, I am. My point is that that's what Rudy Gobert does every night, but for some reason, if you dunk and get fouled, it classifies as being a non offensive player. But Rudy Gobert scored 24 points on 11 shots tonight. He averages more than two points per shot attempt for the season. He shoots 70%, and he takes about 10 shots a night, a little less, and he averages, what, 16 points a game now? He is definitely at 16, yeah. He's at, no, he's 15 at 18. Point. He's at 18. No, now. a game? I'm sorry, he's at 16, yeah. Yeah. 16 points. That's my point. Yeah. No one's bought, No one's playing this game with me. No one seems to be on board. Well, I, I played. I, I said, All let's right. go. I'm there with you, buddy. I'm I think... just trying to change the perspective. I'm trying to understand. I don't know. It's a longer conversation for another time. But we're the number one offense in the league by a long ways. Right? But really, honestly, if you, like, look at our offensive players, they're good. But they're not, like, they're not, like, number one in the league offense players. Like, honestly, if you just be honest about who our players are. Like, Donovan's really, really good. But, like, like Boyan's really, really good. But, yeah. but like, there's something that's unique to what we're doing in some way that has got us to be the number one team in the league offensively, and it's Rudy Gobert. It's the fact that in 11 shots, we get 24 points, and so therefore we're so far ahead on that category that offensively we're just better than everybody else. 
Not to figure this out, David. I got to figure it out. I think it's going to be a locked on. <clears throat> well, it kind of was today a little bit. Already. Okay. Because it was points game Friday, and he's the number one points game player in the league. All right, I'll just leave everyone with that. No one's buying. Hey, for the six of you out there that are listening and thought that was worthwhile, I'm with you. Me and you. Circle of trust. We're there together. Me, Robert De Niro, you, meet the Fockers, all together, right after the flight attendant scene, right? We're there. In the circle of trust. All of us. The circle of trust. Oh, it's eight people now. I'll listen to the podcast. No, you won't, you liar. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you in the keister. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. 121 synonyms for that. Would you like some? No. <laughs> and keister wasn't one of them. Keister wasn't one of them. I don't believe that. Okay. Some, you know what? Tonight's what happens when you've lost six of seven and are playing the worst team in the league. See ya. See you guys. See you guys. Talk to you Sunday. 111 to 101 is your final. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 111 101 over the Detroit Pistons. No Donovan Mitchell tonight. No Hassan Whiteside. The Jazz this time over the Pistons come away with a win. Three players in double figures led by Rudy Gobert with 24 and 14. Bogdanovich with 23. Jordan Clarkson with 20 coming off the bench. And Mike Conley with 19. Almost got to that uh, 20 point figure for the Pistons. Uh, they were led by Cade Cunningham, who had 25, but was certainly more quiet there in the second half. Only had eight second-half points. Trey Lyles had 16 coming in off the bench. Magruder with 15, and uh, Sadiq Bay had 13 for the Pistons. And the Jazz just seemed a little bit more locked in tonight, Coach. Yeah, they got a good contribution, you know, from the bench. Uh, Trent Forrest, that was great. He got the walk-off interview because he did a great job guarding and slowing um, Cunningham down. You know, Cunningham really kind of had it going with 17 in that first half, only eight in the second. Uh, and I thought a big part of that was just his energy. I, I thought Pascal was good in the time he was on the floor, made a three early on, um, and, and just was, a, you know, a good did a good job of keeping guys in front. Uh, but overall, just a, a good win after, you know, a, a string of tough losses to be able to get back on the winning side. Jazz shot 45.6% from the field. They were 10 of 31. Uh, from three, only 10 turnovers tonight. Uh, not uh, not necessarily a bad number there. 22 assists on uh, 36 made field goals. It just feel like, you know, in a, a, a stretch, Coach, and we've talked about this quite a bit, where everything seems like it's so hard for the Jazz. There were there were moments tonight where it felt a little bit like that, but it, this felt a little more like Jazz basketball to me. Yeah, they 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 finished, right? They, they did have some tough spells, but they were able to kind of shake out of it. Uh, I liked that when the game got cut to three late, they didn't panic either. You know, it wasn't like guys were trying to do everything on their own. They moved the ball, um, really trusted each other, and then they got some pivotal sto- uh, stops down the stretch. Yeah, they went for a, a stretch there where uh, Detroit kind of erased the Jazz lead in the fourth where they had a bunch of trouble getting stops, but it 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 matters when you get them, right? And the Jazz buckled down, and, you know, you uh, – you were pointing out a couple particular efforts from some players that don't necessarily give them. I won't uh, quote you exactly, but maybe maybe Coach Snyder, and we'll hear his comments coming up in the next segment, maybe some of his messaging is getting through a little bit more. 
Yeah, saw more consistency running, but, you know, more the first half than the second. Uh, but when that game got into, you know, that clutch time, you saw guys really respond. And, and that's what you love to see, um, getting stops when it matters, being able to get rebounds, and then turn that into points, you know, pushing the ball up the floor. So some good things came out of the game tonight. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Sunday night. The Jazz will be in San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. That game will tip off at 630. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well. 111 and 101 is your final. Jazz get a win over the Pistons right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by our friends in Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, 111 to 101 is your final. The Jazz get a win over the Detroit Pistons. And, uh, Coach, this certainly was a win. You know, as as we look at the schedule in advance, uh, everybody expected the Jazz to get, but with the way the Jazz been playing, of course, recently one and six in the, in their last seven, seven nothing was uh, guaranteed, and the Jazz had to go out and get this one. And Detroit played hard. Yeah, they're going to play hard. You know, that's a that's a hard playing team. With you look at their nucleus of young guys who are really trying to kind of make their way. Uh, so you knew you were going to get a fight. Uh, I I do think you know. The Jazz this week kind of looked on the schedule like a get-right week. Uh, and obviously, you know, the, the other games this week didn't really cooperate with that. But the Jazz did a, gr- a great job of uh, finding themselves tonight, figuring out a way, you know, down in the guts of the game to win and really rely on one another. And, yes, Rostradamus strikes again. Coach Lacombe right, barely. Uh, but a win's a win nonetheless, moving to 19-2, and two, predicting Arby's Nights. This season when the Utah Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. And uh, you you were pretty confident they were going to get to roast beef tonight, even though it wasn't a, uh, you know, they didn't smash the 111. I thought they played all right offensively. Yeah, this promotion has actually caused me to have more game stress. You know, I had to get up and you walk around. You were nervous. Yeah, it felt like I was on the sideline trying to preserve a win, you know. Uh, but Mike stepped up and made four huge free throws and uh, put the Jazz over the hump. So, um, you know, just just grateful for the power that I've been given to be able to call these things. So when you're eating your roast beef sandwich tomorrow, just give a little tip of the sandwich to Mike Conley. Say thanks, Mike. Yep. Thanks for those clutch free throws. Dip in a little horsey sauce and let it ride. <laughs> Extra Arby sauce. Oh, Arby's. man. That's right. All right, let's let's uh, let's get some post-game sound going. Let's go down to the media room. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. I'm all year long. And it's nice, you know, look at the air yeah, I, I think the, the whole concept of a small ball lineup is a little bit of a misnomer. Um, you know, when 
if Eric, like Rudy Gay is 6'10". So um, I think that what Eric did, you know, basically playing the five, um, you know, and rolling and, you know, giving us some kind of familiarity offensively running. Um, but really the thing that that group did is they defended, you know, Trent um, defending up the floor. Um, that's something, you know, that, that we've worked on and that we've worked on in practice. I thought we did as good a job as we have this year, defending small, small pick and roll actions, which has been something, you know, I even mentioned to you guys that, you know, I felt like it's really an area of improvement, you know, like transition defense was a couple months ago. So it's good to win a game um, where we don't shoot well. And, uh, and we did that, you know, I thought our bench defensively, um, those guys did, did a really good job competing. And um, that was, that was the difference in the game in many respects. You know, it's not often or, you know, Joe had great looks. Mike had great looks. Those are shots that, that they make. They didn't go in tonight. But, you know, I thought, you know, particularly the way we started the third quarter, guys just kept grinding. And we played our best defense, too, as the game went on. I was going to ask you about that. It seemed like Cunningham had his moments in the first half where he was, like, really have success getting to the rim, getting open with, and then it seemed to get tougher for him as the game progressed. What do you like you guys are doing? Well, I think his first bucket, you know, like if he's going to pull up at his height and shoot mid-range jump shots, um, is he 6'8", 6'9", you know, and, and he's, that's a tough shot to, to stop him from taking. Um, we had a couple breakdowns um, where Rudy didn't switch onto him and we left him and he turned the corner and laid it in. So I, I thought when he got to the rim early in the game, there were things that we could have prevented. Um, but I, I think, you know, just he's really talented and he's really good with the ball and he can create for others. He can create for himself and, you know, just to make him take contested shots, I think was, was what we wanted to do and to try to stay in front of him. Um, I thought we did that better as the game went on. Trent did a good job, you know, picking him up and, you know, giving him a different look than, than Royce. And then when we were in switching situations, I thought guys that switched on to him, Boyan in particular, I know, you know, Last game, Boyan was, um, you know, disappointed with um, his, you know, his defense. And you could see his determination tonight in a lot of situations. So it wasn't just Trent and Royce. It was um, everybody in those small, small pick and roll situations that, you know, collectively we were able to build a better perimeter. And, you know, again, he's a good player. He's still going to get to the rim. I thought they hurt us in transition as much as anything during that stretch where they really, you know, came back. Sorry, Tom. A closing minutes. Um, we defended. You know, I mean, Joe had a wide open shot. We missed. We missed shots. Um, and you know that that's when you know, that's why I said I think to win a game, you know, where again a team shoots ten percentage points better from three than us. You know, we we usually, you know, we're usually pretty pretty good at winning that three point battle. And. Um, we didn't win it against Houston by a significant margin. We won other aspects of the game, but we didn't defend like that. Um, so, I mean, if you look at how many points in the paint did they have, that, that pretty much tells the story right there. And that's what we saw late, too. It's kept them off the rim. Well, I want to ask, kind of relatedly to that, you know, they're against Houston, Jason, Jason, some of those threes, just didn't go there next to that all the way. 
night there were some was it Trey Lyles early in the game and then it seemed like he was closing out harder maybe in the second half. What's kind of your philosophy on that kind of general in terms of maybe letting guys shoot that three versus being really kind of close out? If the guy's a 10% three-point shooter, we let him shoot. And then when he makes five in a row, everybody asks why we're letting him shoot. Um, it, it's fluid, you know, during the course of the game. You know, we'll, you know, some of those shots when guys are spaced, you know, you're prioritizing the rim over the line. Um, we had one situation where we helped off Diallo and or helped onto Diallo and gave Bay a shot. So, um, you know, you're going to give up some threes, especially when people, you know, try to space us. Um, you know, we could have put Rudy on Olenek um, and Olenek's in a pick, pick and pop situation. Um, so we cross match a lot, Andy. Um, philosophically, we're, you know, going to, you know, it's like, do you send a guy left or right? You know, I mean, at some point you don't want to give up open looks. So if it means Rudy's getting back to a guy, um, you know, and getting a contest, sometimes, you know, you go back and contest on Finney Smith and he drives by and dunks it. So there's a, there's a, there's a line there and he's also a really good shooter too. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, it, it does depend on personnel. You know, if you look at Magruder tonight, you know, he's shooting 32% from the season, but he's five of seven. So some of those adjustments have to take course um, or take place during the course of the game. You know, if guys are, are making shots and uh, we try to do that as best, as best we can, but there's, you know, there's always a pick your poison, you know, when, when you're, you're playing defense. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, he's, he's getting better. Um, I think he, I don't know what the exact terminology is where he's, he's out of the quote unquote protocol. He's in the latter stages of that. You know, there, there's, in some instances, it's not enough just to test. There's, you know, there's other um, hurdles that for safety reasons, whether, you know, you're similar to a concussion protocol, there's stages in it, but hopefully, um, you know, he's further along and kind of, I think, crossed a threshold where we're going to get him back on the court. And then it's a question of the conditioning and things like that. But, uh, but we could give you that information specifically. One other question. Seemed like guys were but he's doing well too. Yeah, I don't think he's seen his little boy in a while. He's been living in his basement. Uh, seemed like guys were like really making a point to try to feed Rudy down low. Why not have even higher with 24 points? Yeah, we like, and we did. We I hate to say this, but like when we're sitting there doing this, trying to give him the ball, like Rudy's got under. We're trying so hard to get him the ball. Sometimes at the expense of some other things, and Rudy ceiling in front of the rim with three guys around him generally doesn't turn out the way Rudy being flat and throwing a high pass to the rim where he catches it and dunks it. So it's giving Rudy the ball. We want to give Rudy the ball in situations where he can be most successful. And oftentimes if he's got a small on him and it's a singular thing, like let's give it to him. But, you know, I like once we've ball faked twice, there's a reason we haven't passed it to him. So I don't, I don't know if our guys can be any more committed to getting him the ball. You know, and that, that's something that you know, I know he appreciates. Yep. All right, there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder giving a little update on Hassan Whiteside there toward the end that he's in the latter stages of the health and safety protocols. So you hope uh, Hassan Whiteside will be back with the team coming up shortly. But uh, 
What else stood out to you there, Coach Lacombe? Just felt like the like we talked about, you know, down the stretch, it was nice to see him get stops and really finish a game. Uh, that's been part of the reason that they've lost some of these games to teams that maybe, you know, they kept it close, and then the Jazz just maybe didn't have enough down the stretch. But tonight did a good job of understanding the task at hand, doing uh, little assignments, making sure you hit people on blockouts, um, keeping people in front, contesting shots, and the Jazz did a nice job of finishing the game. You heard Coach reference points in the paint and keeping the Pistons off the rim. I figured this is a convenient spot to put in points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Not often Coach opens the door like that for us. Nice of him to do so. Uh, call 1-800-GO-CERTA. Visit certaproto.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters. Proven and trusted experts in painting. And uh, Coach Snyder uh, was pleased because the Jazz outscored the Pistons in the paint 50-34. to 34. That's a big gap. That's a, yeah, it's a, a big gap and a good number for the Jazz. Um, good good job by the Jazz are really kind of forcing their way to get to the rim. I know in the Detroit game, you know, kind of settled for shots. So that's another sign of uh, a positive sign that the Jazz really worked to get shots. 34 free throws, too. Oh, look at you. Open the, uh, open the door for yet another hmm. feature. Hmm. This is not your first show. Uh, the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole no way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. As Coach just mentioned, 29 of 34 from the line for the Utah Jazz. The uh, Pistons only 12 of 16. So Jazz obviously doing a lot of damage from the charity strike. Uh, the Jazz only the second most free throw attempts uh, in a game. Uh, in their, that 34. And did a great job of not fouling um, Detroit, making... Detroit really kind of rely more on contested jumpers. Um, you know, the free throw late rate was down in kind of the bottom quarter for the Detroit Pistons. So the Jazz did a good job of, of guarding without fouling. Halftime, or excuse me, halftime. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller's Subaru. The My Subaru Wiz campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruwiz.com. Jazz win tonight, 111-101 over the Pistons. Coming up next, We'll get you sound from the players. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru uh, customers. Excuse me. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. 111-101 is your final. Jazz win uh, over the Detroit Pistons. Uh, let's get into your Master of the Glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. They're back for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, as usual, after taking a game off, Rudy Gobert is your Master of the Glass with 14 rebounds, four of those coming on the offensive glass to go along with his uh, 24 points. Uh, Rudy was great tonight. The the plus and minus numbers are a little bit weird. Rudy and Mike both in the minus. Rudy at minus five, but uh, I thought for the most part Rudy was terrific. Yeah, Rudy was was Rudy tonight. You know, did a great job of keeping balls alive. Four offensive rebounds. You know, you, you take into account what David was saying there in crosstalk, and I totally believe. I, I didn't. I guess I guess I didn't react like 
Not yes, enough, I totally agree. <laughs> uh, but I do. I totally agree. Uh, and and I think, you know, that's the other part that makes him special is, you know, he's getting you extra possessions. It'd be like a guy who gets three or four steals in a game because he's always, you know, getting multiple offensive rebounds, getting either baskets himself or kickouts for threes. And he's just, you know, all around just to become such a great player. He also had four block shots tonight. And I like it when Rudy gets out and gets a piece of a three. Because for some reason, whenever Rudy gets switched onto a small, I shouldn't say whenever, like it happens every time, but it seems like the other, the other, they pull up and take a three over him, which never has made any sense to me. But I love it when Rudy can get outstretched and get out there and block one just to say, hey, you know what? I can do I'm that all too. over this floor. Right. Yep, I'm all over it. Not just out in the paint. If you, if you want to try to pull one, I'll, I'll block that too. Um, but no, his energy was good. I, I thought his energy was really good tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they needed him, and and he was questionable before the game. Ended up playing. Didn't really seem to show um, like he was favoring the ankle at all or anything like that. But uh, this would have been a tough one to win, even though it was Detroit. If Rudy didn't play, and uh, I thought he had a big effect on tonight's game. I, I guess if we learned anything from the the Jazz struggles with the lower uh, teams in the league, you just gotta you get, you've got to play them all, you know. And, and I think. You can't have the expectation it's just going to be a win because we've seen how hard these teams play. You know, they may not have a great record, but they've got good players that play hard. Let's get to some player sound. Let's start things off tonight. Let's throw it down to the media room and hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, I'm playing. I mean, I was playing bad, uh, both offensively and defensively the last couple of games. I mean, I struggled from a, from a three. So today, finally, I hit a... I hit a couple, but uh, but defensively, like I said uh, this morning, and uh, it's all about uh, taking it personal. It's all about the individual responsibility on a on a defensive end, and and then also communication. So I think that we did a we did a great job tonight, and and then we gotta keep building off of this this win and this this defense actually. Uh, long story for real. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I got a, I got hit last last game, so it's kind of um, it's in bad shape right now. But it's that's what it is. Uh, wanted to ask. I mean, how much does your offensive load change with Donovan out, and you know, how many more plays are left? I mean, it changed because there's like 20 shots left on the court without without him. But uh, but we all we all got to be aggressive, and when he's out, and I think that we did a great job tonight moving the ball. We we ended up with a uh, 20 or more than 20 assists, and 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 with uh, shooting the ball pretty pretty bad from a, from a three. So so it's over there. I was maybe over aggressive. Next uh, last game, but uh, but tonight I was I was trying to get in a game on a, on the right way and I hit a bucket on the on the first place. So I mean, there's more more set plays for me and there's more shots, like I said, on a, on the floor without him. But uh, but yeah. You look at you guys got 33 throws tonight, and uh, you know that was a big reason you won the game. And I'm curious, you know, how do you balance between trying to get to the line, draw those free throws versus I'm shooting better. We are shooting better as a as a team lately. So we are trying to to drive the ball more and 
get to the get to the basket, get to the free throw line to get something, some some points, easy points. But uh, but it's it's like small line between between those trying to to get whatever defense is, is, is giving us. Rudy was was huge again tonight. I don't know how many free throws he ended up with, but uh, but yeah, great team win. I mean, it's situation that we are we are in right now. It's great to win the game, especially before these these three important games that they are in in front of us. As you mentioned, um, Rudy, the eight of eleven from both the field and the free throw line tonight. Are you guys making it a point to try to beat him a little bit more, especially when you see these other teams go small like the Pistons kind of did for tonight? I mean a lot of teams are, are switching one to five to to us, so we are trying to, of course, find a way to to involve Rudy to put a ball in his hands, especially when he's ducking in and uh, inside. He didn't get a couple couple calls tonight, but yeah, that's the that's what we are what we are trying to do. Just given that it's kind of been a narrative ever since you know going back to the Clippers playoff series last year that Rudy hasn't been able to punish you know opposing teams for going small. What's been? Have you seen anything different this year? What's been the difference? I mean, he's he's kind of more aggressive, sealing sealing under the under the rim, but also we put a couple different set, set places for the for him when 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 the teams are switching or when the teams are playing playing small. So yeah. What are your thoughts on you know, the Just to see where we are right now. I mean, I know that we lost lost couple games. Couple games lately, but we are still still good enough to beat to beat and, and play against anybody anybody in this league. It's going to be a great great test for us, especially for uh, for our defense. And and and, and we are we, I mean we are ready for those games. I think. All right, there you go. That's uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, and uh, Bogdanovich was good tonight. Seven fifteen from the field, three of six from three, at twenty three point six boards and a couple of assists. Like what he said at the beginning of his comments, right there, though he hasn't felt like he's played well with defensively the past few games, and just needs to concentrate and make a more concerted effort on it. Is basically what he said. And really, is that you know, as crazy as it sounds, it is that simple. Um, you know, it, it's a requirement for everybody just to lock in a little more. Uh, and and my th- my favorite thing about Bogey is he he's willing to talk about it you know and and really kind of outwardly be a little bit hard on himself you know he just shows he cares you know really really cares how the team does um, and he's always really honest in his comments. Yeah, he he seems like he's always honest and and he's being he's much more consistent this year than he was last year. I, I think he's taken advantage of an opportunity with no Donovan. Somebody's got to step up and score. We talked about a lot that a lot in the game against uh, the Rockets tonight. He didn't take as many shots. In fact, he took ten fewer. But he was uh, a little bit more efficient and uh, and played well. And if he can give them a few, you know, good defensive minutes and and be stout when he switches on to certain players, that's a that's a big advantage. It was interesting that David noticed the tape, the change in tape, from the white tape to the black tape. Are you superstitious? Very. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about I had, you know, I'm a huge Red Sox guy. Uh-huh. So, had to sit in the same rocking chair and the same, you know, I mean it was ridiculous. What about before games? Do you have anything oh, you had to do? Um, yeah. I had to I had to just always take, you know, when we were on a hot streak particularly at home, had, there's lots of different ways in the building and I had always, you know, park in a certain spot and walk in the same spot and 
about you know same time all that crazy stuff what what would happen if uh if you'd take an l would you change it up change it up enter right. through another door okay yeah, just keep giving yourself a chance. Maybe that's what Bogdanovich did. He, he needed to change it up. That's right. He's just changing it up. Well, they need him. If they're, you know, mm. there's a lot of conversation. Can the Jazz get where they want to go? Are they a championship caliber team? On and on and on. If they are, or if they are going to be, and, uh, you know, I guess you never know with the trade deadline, but Bogdanovich is going to have to be a big part of that. And we talk about it all the time. It's because he's so unique. You know, he's, his size but you know he's an elite shooter. I know he's struggled as of late from sh- with shooting. Every every great player goes through those those slumps. But to see him go three for six tonight, you know, make some big ones, um, and then just try to contribute rebounding the basketball. I had six of those. Um, you know, I feel like he's a guy who really does create a mismatch and, and can cause other teams problems, particularly in a in a playoff series. I know this sounds crazy, but Bogdanovich isn't such a great rebounder. If he can keep those numbers, you know, if he can grab you six, seven, eight rebounds a game, that's a W. I mean, it, this this team could actually very much benefit from that. And two of those came offensively. So if he can crash the boards and and much like Rudy gets some extra opportunities for the team, that's that's certainly a way he can contribute. Yeah, everybody can do a little bit more. And, you know, there's things that, that you can relieve other guys' duties. So, yeah, he did a great job. You know, just um, you could tell he was locked in and ready to go. And they're going to need him, certainly. Uh, they're going to need the whole team to be locked in and uh, and ready to go. So um, let's see here. Clarkson had 20 coming in off the bench. We mentioned that 8 of 17, 3 of 5. Uh, Clarkson, as of late, has is, is drawn a, a little bit of fire. Um, not playing entirely differently than he did last year, Coach, but a lot of folks out there at least questioning effectiveness. thought he was pretty useful tonight, though. Yeah, when he's making shots, right? Um the thing I like tonight is he didn't really just totally rely on taking threes. He really did mix it up and did a nice job of getting to a spot on the floor. He's really successful right there at the front of that restricted area. Um, and he does a great job playing off of two feet there and, you know, finding a way to the basket. So, I, yeah, I thought he was good tonight. I know he catches a lot of flack. And at times, you know, the, the offense maybe doesn't run as clean because he does require the ball in his hands. Um, but if you can be, you know, contribute like you did tonight, uh, you know, it's a, a positive 16 while he was on the floor. That's a really good thing. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Uh, read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. 111-101 is your final. The Jazz beat the Pistons. We'll have more player sound for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, 111-101. Your final Jazz beat the Pistons tonight here at Vivint Arena. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Mike Conley. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, in the past few games, we've done a, a lot of good things throughout the two, but um, we still have too many, too many, you know, my bads here and there that, that creep up and allow teams to kind of get confidence and get momentum. And But 
uh, proud of the way that we were playing with a certain type of intensity and effort, especially defensively. And you see, you know, even from our bench on when guys, you know, do the right thing, sprint back, get a, you know, get a hit on somebody on the boards. That's what we're cheering about. You know, we're not worried about the three or the, you know, the dunk more so it's, it's about the, the, the key things we've been focused on over the last week or so uh, that we know we need to improve on. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, winning helps kind of cure a lot of things. Um, you know, it, it felt like we, we hadn't won in forever the way that we've been playing and how we've been feeling. And just to, to get a win the way we did tonight and have certain guys step up, you know, like Trent and, and that unit really played, you know, awesome tonight. And um, I think that helps just build, you know, build confidence. It's not going to come, you know, overnight. You know, we know it, when you get into a slump like we've been in, it's almost harder to find a win no matter who you play um, on a nightly basis. Um, so I'm just proud that we got one now. And we know we got a tough task ahead, but uh, hopefully it'll give us some rhythm. Obviously, Rudy is a guy who's been, like, pretty <laughs> demonstrative in the past about, you know, why he's a significant part of the offense, why the Germans are involved in getting touches. Um, have you seen – feels like you guys were, are, were making a point to, like, feed him tonight, especially – well i think um we we tell him all the time i think if he gets if he can get good position down low especially um deep position under the rim where he can have his hands high and turn and finish i think that's the ideal position we want to try to give him the ball and we'll do that as much as we can i think we really do try to look for it teams actually try to take it away by helping on the weak side and we end up skipping it for open three. So even with that, he, he brings a lot of, uh, you know, uh, help in that situation. Um, we're not, you know, necessarily trying to post him up every time. You know, that's not how we're built, but uh, we're definitely looking for him as much as we can whenever he gets, you know, a, a deep seal and uh, guys are doing their best to make those passes. Have you seen him get better in the paint than what he was when he first got here? Uh, yeah, honestly, I have. I think a lot of it is his ability to now catch a lot of different um, passes from different angles. And, um, you know, sometimes we're not always on target with everything. He's been doing a good job of securing the ball and keeping it high. I thought tonight he did a great, great job of keeping the ball high uh, a lot of those times. And they can't strip him if he bring, you know, when he brings the ball down, if he just continues to do that. And, um, and he's going to get to the free throw line every time because they have to foul him to stop him. So he's just, he's been a real, uh, real force and improved a lot. All right. Thank you. Recording stopped. All right. There you go. That's uh, Mike Conley. And uh, tonight, Mike, uh, with not only some clutch free, th free throws to get us all Arby's, but uh, finished the game with uh, 19 points, four rebounds, and four assists. And, uh, you know, he's just a master at, uh, at running the Jazz offense, uh, Coach Lacombe. And it's, it's kind of crazy to think it was just, a, I guess, a couple of seasons ago now. Uh, that uh, we were talking about, would Mike Conley be a good fit in this offense? And the, the truth was he just had to kind of figure out what, you know, where his skill set was best suited. And certainly he's done that. Yeah, his, um, you know, David said it in the broadcast tonight. He just, uh, he just calms everything down. And, you know, it was in a play where it got a little bit frantic and it got passed out to him. 
got everybody set and, and they ran their action. But, um, you know, I thought his comments there were, were interesting. He talked about, you know, the idea that there's still too many my bads. You know, I, I, I've talked to you about how Coach Majerus hated my bad because he's, yeah, of course, it's your bad. Who else bad would it be? Um, stating the obvious, but kind of always having that uh, excuse, right? Um, and and so that's that's nice. You know, they, they get they know there's still stuff to work on, and and they'll continue to, to to fight through it. Yeah, and and Mike has turned out to be, I think, the perfect personality for this team too. Maybe need a little bit of that that even keeled that confidence. And and you, you heard him, you know, talk about how no, you can't take any games for granted, particularly when you're going through a rough stretch, but. Let's face it, this isn't the first rough stretch of Mike Conley's career. He's been through a couple, you know, and uh, knows how to operate, knows, you know, probably how to, you know, treat his own game when he's struggling and how to boost teammates when they're not playing their best. And, and I'll, you know, I haven't said this for a while, but a guy who's played as many years as he has, and he's, he hasn't lost his mind enough to get one technical foul. Pretty that nuts, just tells actually. You, that just tells you how composed he really is because that's that's really difficult to play that many years get the wrong guy on the wrong night and you you know you wave your arm at him or something and he just hasn't had one well how many thousands of career minutes does he I know have without it's picking crazy up a technical now foul? joe joe on the other hand, <laughs> joe on the other he hand. just wears his emotion on his sleeve he'll get thrown out of a game when you've only got nine guys on the <laughs> roster and then be like ah i shouldn't have done that shouldn't have done that joe tonight uh, was uh, didn't have his best night. Five points, uh, got the start for Donovan Mitchell. Two of nine, nine from the field, one of eight from three. Did have five assists, though. Five assists to one turnover. And, uh, you know, Joe, we talked about how without Donovan, that's one less ball handler. If Joe can step up and play a little bit of that role, it's probably a good thing. It's so hard to get, you know, put yourself in a position. You're you're playing on attack, and you, and you really understand spacing and where shots come from to get five assists in a game. The other night he had six. So, um, you know, didn't shoot the ball great, but another guy kind of like Conley that, you know, at times on the offensive end, things just run really smooth with him. So a lot of conversation tonight, and and let me ask you about this. Uh, Coach Snyder got asked about it. Now Mike Conley talked about it. Rudy getting the ball, and does he get it enough? Where does he get it? Uh, Those sorts of things. Coach uh, said they are looking for him as much as they possibly can. Uh, Mike Conley saying uh, they're, they're not necessarily looking to post Rudy up, but they're going to get him the, the, the term he used was finishing position. If they can get him in the, the ball in those situations, uh, they're going to do that as much as possible. What do you think about Rudy's use offensively currently? Um, you know, I, I think, I think that they utilize him well when, until a team starts to switch. And I don't know what it is. I think it's a really difficult, struggle um, because guards have bigger guys on them, you know, in order to feed the post. And like, like they, they want to throw the ball to Rudy in a scoring area. And so, you know, sometimes you're wondering, should I throw it? Should I not? Um, I I think they could use him more, but I think Rudy could get more just naturally if they ran more too. I really think, you know, right. If, if they, those transition buckets that we've we've certainly seen. He just outrun guys and, He'll either get one for himself or he'll get another guy shot by just running the floor. But again, I think that's so vital to this team being great. It, I think with, with Rudy, I think he's gotten so much better at finishing, but he's still not perfect. And we even saw tonight when he puts the ball, when he tries to dribble or tries to throw a move, sometimes it's a little bit 
suspect. So he still has that limitation, which I think is kind of what Conley's alluding to, but but doing it very nicely is, you know, there's still some issues. Like, I, I think that's what he's talking about. He says they can't look to post Rudy up necessarily because it's just not a strength of his. And, hey, don't count Rudy out. You know, maybe eventually it does become a strength, but it's not quite there yet. So he has to be set up in kind of a little bit more of an ideal position. But, you know, and I don't know if tonight's a great example of it, but there are games where we see Rudy where he gets his guy pinned and doesn't get the ball because a a teammate just doesn't see him or whatever. You know, it's certainly not intentional. But uh, tonight it seemed, or at least Coach Schneider made it seem like they were really making an effort to, to make sure he got it. Yeah, he's he's you know like Locke said he he rattled the numbers off, but uh, unbelievably good finishing. Um, you know the shots that he does take, and then you know the fact that he's gotten so much better at the line. You know it, it's I think it's worth looking for him more, trying to get him those opportunities where he's going to either score the basketball seventy percent of the time or go to the line. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Coming up next, we'll get your play of the game. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the Warriors on Sunday. And we may have another player from the media room. Uh, we will see. That's coming up next. Uh, jazz Game Night postgame show. Jazz win 111-101 here on the Jazz Radio Network. Push ahead. Ingles finds Beautiful. Gobert at the rim. One second left in the quarter for a slam dunk. Our guy David Locke right there with your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, LHMauto.com. Driven by you, Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. 111 to 101 is your final. Jazz beat the Detroit Pistons tonight here at Vivint Arena. Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes, learn more, and share. Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com. If you're just joining us, Jazz led tonight by Rudy Gobert, who had 24 and 14, not to mention four block shots for Rudy tonight. He did it on 8 of 11 shooting and 8 of 11 from the free throw line as well. Bogdanovich had 23 on 7 of 15, shooting 3 of 6 from 3 for Bogdanovich. Six boards, couple of assists as well. Uh, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, 8 of 17, 3 of 5 from 3. 20 points for Jordan, 19 from Mike Conley along with four rebounds and four assists. Uh, but uh, shout-out to the bench unit tonight, uh, Coach Lacombe. Pascal tonight in 16 minutes was plus 15. Jordan Clarkson in 31 minutes was plus 16. Trent Forrest in 18 minutes was three for four from the field, two of three from the line, had eight points, four assists, two rebounds, and was a team high, a game high, plus 19 in those 18 minutes. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Uh, as I look at those numbers, really, I mean, the bench unit won the game for the team tonight, right? The, you know, Conley and Gobert are rarely in the minus. So if those bench guys come off and aren't, don't have a great night, you don't really have much of a yeah. chance to win even against this Pistons team. So uh, shout out to those guys, really. I think, um, you know, Forrest more so uh, on his contribution defensively, too, on Cunningham. I thought he did a great job. Speaking of that, uh, Cunningham led the way for the Pistons. 
Uh, he had 25 points on 11 of 23 shooting. He also had six rebounds and five assists, three block shots too for Cunningham, but he had 17 of those 25 at the half. So adjustments on him, including Trent Forrest, pretty effective, I thought. And that's always something you kind of see with, with Quinn. You know, they do a good job of making adjustments in game and also coming out of the half. It was a, uh, it was a good adjustment, I, I thought, to put Forrest on him and give him the opportunity. And it's always nice when you give a guy a chance and it, it comes out good. You trust him a little bit more the next time. Uh, Trey Lyles had 16 for the Pistons coming in off the bench. Magruder with 15. Sadiq Bay with 13, four assists and, uh, and a couple of steals. Uh, Trey Lyles, um, I don't know how many games in his career he's shot the ball this well. In 25 minutes, he was 5 of 9 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3, 3 of 4 from the line when Coach Snyder was talking about it a little bit. He didn't flat out say they were leaving Trey open, but kind of alluded to that, and, and Trey made him pay to his credit. Yeah, and, you know, they made the adjustment, um, you know, but I, I've been in that position before. You know, you, you're you definitely playing the odds. You're playing the numbers. And, you know, guy does goes out and kind of has a night. Sometimes that stings your plan. And you've got to make adjustments to it. And and they did. And credit to Trey for making some shots. Probably had a little extra juice going up against uh, going up against his old team. And good for Trey for finding a spot there in Detroit. Had a couple of years in uh, San Antonio and, of course, uh, Denver. Uh, but uh, played well against his former team tonight. But not well enough. The Jazz win 111-101. to 101. Coach Lacombe, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page to the Warriors on Sunday. Well, it's, it's nice to put kind of a losing streak to, to bed. You know, the Jazz hadn't won in a bit, so it was nice to, to go out and, and actually be able to have a walk-off interview and, and things feel normal again. I think Mike was dead on when he said that, the, you know, the, you, can, you can actually take um, – sometimes you can take more from a win in terms of confidence, you know, going out into a tough stretch, so – um, you, you just things things are easier di- easier easier digested, I guess, <laughs> um, on a win. So um, guys will see the film, know where they got to be better. But really, really good night for the Jazz all the way around. Yeah, Mike Conley said something along those lines. It feels a little bit better when you win. Yeah. it's a little easier. To, yep. easier to deal with everything. Probably easier to go home and pack for a, a road game in Golden State. It's just not easier to say easier digest. Yeah. <laughs> no. That was that was like I was I was stammering over that for a second. Uh, we want to say thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone calling the action tonight. Fine work from those guys as usual. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that helped out. Thanks to uh, Brian Priest producing tonight on uh, on the broadcast. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post game show. In uh, the My Subaru is campaign that features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Enjoy your Saturday. Yeah, and you too, man. Go Enjoy do something fun. I definitely will. I, I Actually, you know what? I'm going to sit around and watch TV and tweet about it. Are you? Maybe. <laughs> what yeah. are you going to do? Probably. So you think you should take the grandson? Go do something fun with, All right, with I'll Amber think about and it. Hank. Yeah, yeah. 111 uh, to 101 is your final Jazz Beat the Pistons. Our next broadcast is coming your way Sunday night. The Jazz will be in San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. That game will tip off at 6 30. Pre game coverage begins at 5 30. And of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.